0: And welcome to another edition of the War Room here on KOKC. I'm your host Sean Fry, and much to her disdain, joining me today is Parsons High School volleyball coach, uh, mother to two children, two right? Mm-hmm. Yes, two children. Uh, and what? T- re- it's Brooke Hopper. Tell me, your, what's the actual position that you hold at Parsons High School? Um, the the title that you do during the day.
1: So I work for communities and schools in Mid America. I um, coordinate our dropout prevention program. So we actually, my title just changed. It's now the student support coordinator.
0: She had to really think about that, by I, the way. I listen, did really. Have to like, think well, what do I do? What's my job? <laughs> Let's not verify that. <laughs> for what it's worth, I very rarely cite myself as the sports editor of the Parsons, Sun. Right. I usually say I'm the sports reporter or mm-hmm. I'm the sports writer. Just because sports errors is the title, it's a one man desk. I I mean, if I had someone under me, I would call it that. But that's not beside the point. What I want what I wanted to bring you on today to talk about is obviously the season you had back in the fall with Parsons Volleyball. You took a team that you won, you only won one game your first year. You were inheriting a team that was very new, very uh, very much in need of a rebuild. And then you won nine games uh, this this past fall. You went from one to nine wins. That's tangible progress. Nobody's taking that from you. Mm-hmm. Uh what I wanted to kind of pry you about a little bit is, I, I have this theory, and you might very well be the exception that proves the rule, is, you know, through the pandemic, I think what we saw, by and large, across almost all levels of athletics, is teams that had solid, sustainable cultures and pieces coming back thrived. Mm-hmm. They, If anything, they did better than they were probably going to do because they cashed in all that insurance they had earned over the years. Mm-hmm. to And I think the best example of that in our area is your alma mater, the LeBec County Girls. You saw mm-hmm. the success they had in volleyball. It was their first league title in a long time. Mm-hmm. And while Heather Wilson does a great job of that, and they were certainly going to contend for a league title no matter what, you do wonder, okay, usually Chanute and Independents are a little better than what we saw. And you wonder how much they've been, you know, LeBec County's, Culture, uh, especially on that girls' side, benefited from that. You saw the same thing with uh, girls' basketball, even softball. With a first-year coach, did all right. And the girls' track at LeBette County had one of the best years as a team collectively it had since I've been here. Uh, and and that is because Labette County girls' athletics might be the best culture in the SEK league. They have they, they, it's just historic. You know, Christy Snyder's is probably at the top of that podium a little bit, and you know everything she has built over thirty years. She cashed in all that insurance when the pandemic hit, and you had to shut down for three months. On the flip side of that, teams that were in rebuild mode got completely stagnated. They 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 suffered. One example I look at is uh, Fort Scott Community College softball. Her the head coach over there is uh, Kay Bryan, a former Lubet Community College assistant, a friend of mine. Uh, you know they were a competitive team when she got there, but. Uh, basically, she 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 was also she inherited a rebuild team and had them competitive almost immediately. We're hovering around 500. But because they were in rebuild mode in the, in the pandemic hit, which stifled recruiting, they only won a handful of games. I don't want to say five or six games this past spring. Uh, they paid the price for it. You guys saw tangible progress in a rebuild mode through the pandemic. How did, you know, for lack of being a for lack of a better word, how'd you do it?
1: Um, You know, we really preached to the girls um, at the beginning of the season. You know, nobody knew how the season was going to go. If it was going to go when it was going to end, it could have been shut down the very next day, just like basketball season the year before. So one thing that we really talked about with the girls was in order for our program to keep progressing, um, we have to have a season this year. In order for us to have a season this year, we have to make sure that we are keeping you as players safe and that you guys are keeping your teammates safe. Um, and the other communities that we bring into our schools and that we're visiting to play. Um, and so we shouldered a lot of that as coaches, but we also put it on our players, like, hey, be responsible, wear your mask. If you see your teammates with their mask down, you know, tell them to pull it up, make sure you're sanitizing, make sure we're all sanitizing after practice in between, mm-hmm. you know, doing every little thing that we need to do. And I would say, you know, yes, we did win more games. Um, and I think that shows some progress. But there were a other things during the season to me that show more progress um, What's an example as well uh, i mean we not, we beat independence this year at the end of the season <laughs> we'll talk
0: about that here in a second i'm going to let you i'm going to let you uh put some egg on my face here in a little bit but we'll <laughs> get <wait>. to that <laughs> can't wait
1: um yeah so i mean w- they were a top SEK team um they were they having for years. Yes, they have. And, they,
0: um, and for what it's worth, you know, <laughs> I mentioned Independence and Chenu earlier. Independence played LeBec County in what was a de facto sdk championship yep. regular season match to end the year and it went three sets. And LeBec County had to come back from down twenty-one sixteen in the third set to win it. So mm-hmm. independence was a breath away from being yes SDK League champs as well. And, yep. and LeBec County stole it right at the end.
1: Yes. And I'm for us to go in and beat them. Um, on that night, you know, I, I have said from the beginning, I want to be that team that people walk in the gym and they're like, Oh, can't sleep on Parsons. They're going to, they're going to show up and they're going to surprise some people. And I think we did that. You know, we took second place at a tournament. Um, we went on a five game win streak. We broke a team's 10 game win streak. I believe it was 10, maybe nine. Um, what team was that? Humboldt. Humboldt. <clears throat> yep. At the Another Niedos team that home. had
0: some success on the girls side this yeah. year, Humboldt girls athletics is generally pretty good. Yes,
1: they are. Um, and on top of all of that, we never had a player have to quarantine. We never had a coach have to quarantine. Um, our, obviously our teams never quarantined. We were able to keep each other safe. Um, nobody, um, nobody was, I don't want to say affected by COVID, but during volleyball season, we were all able to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And and for what it's worth, I want to at least put something out there. There. There were teams that did everything right that had to shut down. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I just think and there were that teams
0: that didn't do anything right and escaped it. I mean, there's yeah. Y- there are always, you know, I don't think a lot of what a- people still don't realize to this day is uh, all the measures that we had to take mm-hmm. were not necessarily to create a bubble around uh, an impenetrable bubble. It was just to mitigate risk. Right. And the risk is always an odds game, a numbers game, and sometimes yes. you roll that roulette wheel and you put ten dollars on one number and it hits. Yeah. And that's that's how some schools do it. And sometimes you hedge your bets all you can and it doesn't pay off.
1: Right. Um, but we were definitely going to make sure that, that we as coaches and the girls as players um, did what they could and what they were supposed to be doing to make sure that we were in the best position that we could be. And if it happened, we would deal with it. Um, but we were lucky and it didn't. Um, and so I just think being able to keep 35 people safe while doing all of these things um, otherwise was a huge um, token of our girls' commitment. Um You know, trying to build a consistent program, you've got to have people buy in and you've got to have that commitment. And consistency is one of the pieces that I think that our girls programs have been missing. Uh, I think we are all moving in the right direction and we have, I will continue to say it, we have some really great people in really great places um, and we are all working our tails off. But we do have to have that consistency piece and we we are working really hard on that. Absolutely. And I think that is starting to show a little bit in the uh, commitment from our players
0: one uh, I want to uh, share a uh, okay I want to share a quote uh, from Heather Wilson uh, the head coach over at Leette County volleyball uh, you know so you go back to that win over independence which was the same week that LeBec County had to sort it out against independence for the league championship right Uh, You guys beat Independence in three sets? Two? Three? I think it was three sets. Uh, First, I want to share a quote about Heather Wilson, because what you were talking about, coaches noticing that you're going to be a tough out. One, Heather Wilson, I think, is a fan of yours, and preached that to me literally in my preseason interview with her. her. She was like, Sean, Parsons is going to be much better this year. Yeah. And I kind of looked at her. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right, I'm here to talk about, I'm here to talk about the coach I think might win the league and she ended up doing it, but she right. was very, very complimentary of you. Well,
1: that means a lot coming from her.
0: And then the way uh, Heather Wilson sends me results so I can get them into the paper, she sends an email with with her with her match stats and scores and all that. And she includes, you know, a, like a paragraph or two of quotes. Makes it easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I want to share with you the email. So I pulled up the email that she sent after that night that you beat Independence. It was in Altamont. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labette County had beat, went on to beat you that night um in two sets but she but she said this she goes give parsons credit i've been singing their praises all year and they are playing super well at the right time they are playing smart and all our kids are playing well i'd like to think we are too she put you guys right on that same plane right on that same level for a night and heather wilson knows what she's doing is a very good coach and that was unprompted by the way i did not ask her hey what did you think about how parsons played Mm -hmm. so like you know when i ran that recap uh, Eric Swanson, the principal at Parsons, texted me, and, she was, and he was like, man, why did, I can't believe you even asked the Labette County coach about Parsons, but that was really nice of her to say And I was like, I didn't ask her. She just <laughs> sent that. That was completely on Rome. But the second reason, and we teased this a couple minutes ago, is I was at that quad um, over at Labette County, and... I had to leave. I had to come back and file some stuff for the paper. I had to leave for a legitimate reason, but I left right as your match against independence was starting. I, got, I grabbed a quick photo of you guys, and I was out. Bria Shiby, uh, Jeff Shibe's wife, Jeff Shibe, the, co- the fu- football coach at Parsons High School, Bria texted me and asked me, like, what are the scores over there? Yeah. And I said I had to leave before Parsons' first match, right as Parsons' first match was starting, but, but they're playing independence, so they're probably going to get swept.
1: You said independence has it in two.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing she screenshotted it. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember.
1: I just know that he's said Indian too. Hey, challenge I accepted, then, man. Sure enough, challenge
0: accepted. And then sure enough, an hour later, I'm seeing that you beat them. And then a couple days later, I think I ran into you and Bria at Kitchen Pass, <laughs> and you, oh, you were loving life at that point.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I if you want to doubt us, that's fine. But I'm going to make sure. That we work our tails off to prove you wrong. That's just that's just how I am. Um and I that's how I want our girls to be. Is that's fine. Bet against us. That's okay.
0: I'll own it. Um
1: Hey, as long as you own it.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh wanna go to, can we go to a quick break and then we'll come back and talk a little more Parsons volleyball? Sure. All right. Well, we'll be right back here on the War Room on KLKC. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here on the War Room here on KLKC. I'm Sean Fry, joined by uh, Parsons volleyball coach Brooke Hopper. Brooke, we just got out of out of the school year. You're in uh, summer baseball mom mode. <laughs> uh, what you know? You're obviously involved in the school throughout the year. Uh, summer, you know, summer weights and conditioning and all that are are starting tomorrow, I believe. Yes. Which yes. we're recording this on Sunday, so by the time everybody hears the summer weights will have started. Uh, as you can, you know, we talked about the progress you made as a program if we want to be brutally honest nine wins is not the bar that you're trying to right. reach you right. you want to how do you take the next step and what what part of that step happens this summer
1: you know it begins tomorrow actually it started last week uh, we came in and had a few open gyms um, for volleyball um, as well as other sports we just make sure the gyms are open and accessible to the kids uh, we have kids that are you know texting saying hey when can i when can we get in the gym i have you know five girls that want to come in and work out um and get in the gym and it's like okay well i've got my kids stuff going on right now so hold on you know mm-hmm. and um you know, they're just they're chomping at the bit to get in there and it's it's really great to have kids that want to be there um but it all, you know, I really think that it all begins tomorrow. Um, we need to, going back to our consistency, we need to have those consistent expectations. Um, we have our consistent coaches now. Um, it's just on all different levels. And, um, you know, I was sitting at my son's baseball game, uh, actually in between the semis and the championship game. And I whipped out the laptop and started, you know, or continued, I didn't start, continued working on. Um, some more workout plans and summer conditioning and we've got volleyball summer league starting tomorrow. So just trying to get everybody on the same page before we get started tomorrow. Um, so that the kids are on the same page and ready to roll once they get in there.
0: So one thing I want (laughs) to, we actually talked about this. I ran into you at a Babe Ruth game last week and Mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit, but I want to have an on-air conversation about it. You know, summer weights are starting this week. You just had a bunch of, I know basketball camp happened. Last week, mm-hmm. uh, did the girls have their basketball camps as well? No. Okay. Um, I, I, I want to talk about the workload that summer, uh, that the summer presents to a lot of student athletes. Uh, I think we saw last we saw last year after <laughs> you know everything got shut down for two or three months, when you guys got those kids back for that first weight session in the summer, I'm sure they were all out of shape. Nobody's yes. going to argue that. Mm-hmm. But but here's the other thing: I bet you they were all healthy. Yes. nobody had any nagging injuries right. especially those three sport athletes that truly are committed and while that may be a small percentage that's the percentage of kids that are gonna mm-hmm. carry you that's the and that's the Anaya himmans and the yeah. Nina Taylors of the world yeah. how and you and I wonder was the current infrastructure of workload too much for kids you know I look at a kid like Mariah Monroy over at Terryville she's always hurt she's always hurt mm-hmm. and she had to go f- finish third at state track and triple jump on on a borderline fractured foot
1: oh my goodness
0: and i don't know if that, that, that's hard that's impressive by the way to take third at that state is, on a on a on in agony on your foot in a is. jumping event very impressive but i wonder if she if Mariah Monroy had maybe 10 to 15% less of a workout load over the course of the year. Would she have had that injury? And I don't know the answer to that. You experienced this as a coach on multiple fronts from your kid is out there playing baseball all day. You're, you, you demand a lot of your girls. Obviously, everybody wants to take advantage of every opportunity in the summer to keep kids focused and continue to develop. Is there a better balance that you feel like we can, we can achieve?
1: Yeah, and I think um, just reassessing every year is really important and that's something that we've done you know i kind of come at it from all levels like you said i'm a parent to an athlete um hopefully two athletes in the near future <laughs> um i was an athlete myself and you know i just recently had my 11th knee surgery um and so you know now that i'm in my 30s i think back if you know if i would have taken some off of myself um or maybe listened to my doctors and trainers a little bit better would i be in the position i'm in personally um, and then also, you know, coaching and being over the girls summer week program. Um, that's a lot of responsibility that falls on you. You know, I, um, you know, Kirsten Hauck, she tore ACL back to back. So we just got her back June one. So that's in the back of my mind. How do I keep her healthy? How do we keep her going on the court? I mm-hmm. uh, just lost another one. Izzy Fuentes, she goes in for surgery tomorrow on her ACL. So we, we get one back and we lose one and. So, injury, what do you mean, injuries happen. Nobody has yeah, nobody yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 100% clearance right? No,
1: absolutely not. But it is something that has weighed on me um, for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just as time goes on, you know, we have those discussion as, discussions as coaches. And this year it was something that we really, really just decided that was what was important to us is that making sure we're not overloading our kids, we're holding them to the standards, but we're not. Completely overloading them. Mm-hmm. We have to have healthy kids if we're going to be able to, you know, um, participate. Even how does that? What does that look like at
0: Parsons? Uh, so not overloading <coughs> this year,
1: whenever we met for to do our summer schedules and stuff, you know, all our coaches get together, and of course with uh, Mr. Barkus and um,
0: Rob Barkus, the AD.
1: Yes, and so we just decided that we were going to go um, change it up a little bit with our weight schedule. Uh, we're going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. That gives them Wednesday off in the middle of the week after a couple of days. And then they get um, the weekend off, of course. And so on the girls' side, um, for sure, we have decided on Wednesdays we um, we won't have open gyms. They're not going to have volleyball. They're not going to have basketball. I mean, it's going to be a off day. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to get that rest in the middle of the week. Um, something that I have worked into our plans which was part of what I was working on earlier is um, we really want to make sure that we're warming the girls up. Um, we're really cooling them down and stretching. It gets really done, easy to get done with a weight session or conditioning session and just be like, all right, go home and stretch. Mm-hmm. And we all know. And They're not going <laughs> to go home and stretch. Um, and so something that I want to do this year is really work in some education with my girls, um, mm-hmm. about listening to their bodies. I mean, that is something that I wish I would have listened, you know, learned how to do, um, or listened to people when they tried to teach me how to do that. <laughs> um, and, um, just, you know, listen to ha- listen to their bodies, um, learn nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've had for the past few years them asking for nutrition, um,
0: information. Yes. Thank you. Information.
1: And so um, I want to be sure that I'm giving them accurate information and, you know, really helping them work through that. If they're asking for it, we have got to be able to give it to them. Mm -hmm. So that's just something that's going to be very important this year. And,
0: you know, talking about injuries, you mentioned the ACLs. ACLs can be one, (laughs) they can be a freak injury. You watch professional athletes just tear it, making a cut. It happens. Mm -hmm. But one way, but ask any athletic trainer, ask any, uh, ask any doctor who knows they're going to tell you that one way that those injuries happen is let's say you know but let's say my hips are hurting or my back is hurting Mm -hmm. because I've just done workout after workout after workout my gait might be a little different because I'm overcompensating Mm -hmm. for just my soreness and all of a sudden now I have a torn ACL Mm -hmm. so you know When I talk about reducing injuries, I'm not talking about reducing the number of ACLs. Sure. Well, I am, but in a roundabout way. I'm talking about, I I just don't want to see so many kids just so (laughs) sore to get out of bed every day. Yeah. And it happens. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, I.
1: But then they can't perform at the level that they should be able to. And it messes with everything in the long run. And, you know, it's kind of like wearing the masks and doing, following all the protocols during COVID. It's not going to keep us at zero. Mm -hmm. Um. But we hope that it can help some. And if we can keep a few more kids healthy mm-hmm. and um, keep them moving like they should, mm-hmm. uh, then we're doing our job.
0: I want to talk about one specific kid, and I don't want to put too much pressure on her. I've had this conversation before, I think, about her. I can't remember if it was with you or Rob Barkas or somebody. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk specifically about Anaya Hinman. Mm-hmm. The reason I want to talk about her is... Her situation manifests itself every, at every school every year on both sides, boys and girls. Yes. But she's obviously a very talented athlete. She's very Absolutely. young. Just wrapped her freshman year. But as a freshman, she made state and track and medaled. Yes. Uh, she uh, was a first-team all-league selection, I believe unanimously, in volleyball. And I believe yeah, she, she was missed
1: unanimous by one vote.
0: Missed unanimous <laughs> by one vote. Yep. Still a first-team selection. Yes. And I, I know yep. she was an all-league selection in basketball, I believe, yep. on the first team. It's close. It's either first or second team. The only thing that would have held them back is they didn't play well in league as a mm-hmm. team. But uh, either way, all league selection in football, basketball. I believe she was, you know, a medalist in league it, it, in track, and obviously a state medalist in track. Yes. There, there's a lot of expectation that's going to be thrown on Anaya him mm-hmm. uh, And by the way, I love the kid. She's she's a character. Yes. She is she is a personality uh, that I enjoy uh, interacting with in the, in the way that I do. Uh how do you how do you foster that over the next 3 years? What what is your approach with that? Because obviously she's going to get a lot of headlines, she's going to get a lot of expectation, a mm-hmm. lot of eyes on her. Mm-hmm. And you know, there will never be a place for a night him in the hide. And that can be a lot to deal with for a kid. Yeah. How do you how do you kind of manage that?
1: Um I think, you know, kind of where you started was not putting all that pressure on it. You list some kids can handle it and some kids can't. Um, Anaya can handle a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. she is a hard worker. She's intelligent. You know, I, you and I had a conversation about Nina Taylor and I told you, you know, it's not just the things that she does on the court. It's the things that she does off the court as well that make her a leader. And I really see Anaya moving in that direction. Um, you know, she, she's the freshman this year. She was green in some areas, but she is very coachable. Um, and she's one of those people asking to come in and do extra. And, um, I told her, after track I said and I Heman, you can do you have proven you can do whatever you want to do you're just gonna have to make up your mind and get it done and don't let anybody stop you including yourself mm-hmm. um and I really mean that i mean I believe that in all of my girls um but
0: she Anaya- be a col- I-, I would imagine she can be a college volleyball player or a college track player and I do bl- probably make it in basketball too but Anaya I would like can do too. whatever
1: in the world she wants to do
0: She's yeah. just going to have to do it. And, you know, ironically, we talk about the weight room and, and you know, uh, load management and all that. She needs to get in the weight room. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing with her is if she can put about just a little more muscle on that frame, she's already, you know, sky high in people and has, incre- has an incredible vertical. You know, it can really. Uh, it, you know, she holds
1: the vertical record um, as well as the
0: triple jump record
1: at the school. So as a she's freshman. She's a triple jump
0: school record holder? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Yes, she
1: broke it. So, and then I believe she broke her own record. I, mm-hmm. I believe that's what she told
0: me. So. And I mean, and, I, and so you have someone who's going to have a lot of expectation. And then maybe on the other side of the coin, how do you manage the fact that you may have a roster that isn't going to. Ha- and I Heman's probably going to have her picture in the paper more than most. It, it just, well, I don't know, Sean. You're the one taking that? pictures. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, the point is, how do you. How do you establish a leader? And then how do you make establish the followers? You know, the, everybody ha- is going to have a role. Mm-hmm. H- how do you, you know, how do you prevent jealousy from seeping in? And I'm sure it's somewhat impossible. I'm sure there were mm-hmm. parents and players that were jealous that played with Tristan Gag, and I'm sure that and sure. I know there were parents and players jealous that played with Nina Taylor. Right. H- how do you keep that from becoming necessarily a cancer in that locker room? Um, I
1: think it is just. We've talked it from day one um, about everyone having their role on the team, and some people's role is going to look different than other people's roles. And once we can accept that, then we're going to be a better team, and we're going to be better teammates. Um, so I think that's going to be really important. I mean, it is – we have girls on our team. It's not going to just be the Anaya Hinman show. It's going to be no, the, the Parsons Viking show, and those girls know that, and they know what they need to do to be able to do that. Um, they're all pretty aware, and – you know, if there is a situation that needs just a blunt, honest communication from the coaches to a player, then it's going to happen. I mean, we we always want to be encouraging to our kids, um, but open and honest,
0: and 100%. And, you know, you said it's not going to be the United Hammond show. The For girls basketball in particular at Parsons for a while, it, it was the Nina Taylor show. And to me, that's a problem because... If Nina Taylor doesn't, didn't show up to the show for one day, all of a sudden you were in a major disadvantage. And what I mean by not showing up to the show is maybe she got in foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and then we go back to what we were talking about, load management and nagging injuries. She never came off the court. Yeah. It's, is it fair to ask one girl to carry you so much that she's playing the whole never coming off the floor? Right. It is a lot of pressure. That's a lot it to is, ask. And a, Nina handled it beautifully. She did. But nobody should be asked to do that. Right. And... On the flip side, and no offense to those girls who I think were actually very—you know—in basketball, in particular they played great defense. Mike Kroll did a good job in coaching them to be good defenders. They didn't have a lot of talent offensively outside of Nina Taylor, and they were and they would struggle to score without her. And I don't think any coach, every coach, wants depth. Mm-hmm. The best programs have depth. Yes, Christy Steiner just run body after body at you until you t- until you tire yes. out. Yes, but I imagine that is is that an approach you're focusing on is making sure you have depth and making sure it, making sure it's not the Anaya Himmons show by making sure you have multiple oh, yeah. multiple we're, leads out there. Yes,
1: we're definitely going to have um,
0: it's an ensemble cast.
1: A, yeah, it, it's not a one-man show and the girls know that and we know that as coaches and I never, that's not fair to put that on Anaya and that's not fair to put that on um, her teammates mm-hmm. um, and so it's going to continue to be a team effort. It will never be, you know, just one. There's always going to be Support.
0: What, uh, so what, what am I gonna do to, uh, irk you about season expectations this year? Are you gonna go win the league after I say you might finish 500? What are you expecting this fall?
1: <laughs> I don't know. What are you gonna say we can't do, Sean?
0: I don't think, I'm not gonna say anything like that anymore. <laughs> Ever since you guys beat Independence, I'm like, man, that team is for real. <laughs> okay, so here's, I-, I gave you some respect, not necessarily directly to you, but. Mm-hmm. I gave, you know, I'll here's one thing I said to Heather Wilson at Substate. You guys played Independence in the semifinals of Substate. Yeah. And Heather Wilson came over to me and said, oh, my girls are rooting for Parsons. We hope we play Parsons. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, no, you don't. <laughs> you want to play Independence because Parsons is playing at their very best right now. And no offense to where you guys are at as a program. They get to that game. They have nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And the scariest opponent you can face Absolutely. is someone who doesn't care, who just yep. goes in there and yep. is just going to play.
1: And that's who I want us to be every time we step on the floor. And that's what we're working towards. Um, you know, I don't know. Sports are just so crazy. And I think that us being in this position, when I first took over this this program, it was it was a goal of mine, but it mm-hmm. was in the day-to-day. It got very long. Mm-hmm. Um but now that we're here, it feels good. But it's so motivating. You're also it at a point just makes where, me want to keep going. You're also,
0: I think, at 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 a at a pivot point where mm-hmm. y- you went from one to nine. You showed what this program is capable of. I feel like now you got to take that next step. Absolutely, you've got to be a team that finishes in the top half of the league. Absolutely, and has a, and has a five hundred to a winning record hovering around that area. Oh yeah, it, we, because we, if you go from nine or and go to eight or nine to six. That's three to me that's 3 years of work that okay we got to change mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Perfect. And I and I know it, it that is and it's part of an overall project at Parsons to I think revamp the girls side of athletics. Yeah. And you have a lot of coaches and a lot of administrators and a lot of girls working on that. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the last question I'll leave with you before we head out is what gives you the fa- what gives you the faith? With what you have on roster, that you're going to take that next step, go from nine to fifteen, or whatever it is, whatever that number is.
1: Uh, the group of girls that we have mm-hmm. uh, this this class coming into seniors, um, they have been with me for four years now, um, and they were eighth graders when I actually started coaching at Parsons. Um, a couple of them, I was the JV coach their freshman year, so a couple of them played up on JV for me: Izzy, Jamiah. Um, and so I've been able to coach them for the four years. Um, they know me well and I know them well and they know, you know, I just heard one of them say the other day at open gym when somebody missed a, a a new player, uh, missed a serve. One of them said, Hey, you got to do burpees for those. I'm not getting on the line and running Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to do your burpees, you know, holding each other accountable. They're not afraid to do that. They've, they've absolutely earned it. Mm Um, and I just have a really special group of girls. I really do. And I'm probably going to say that every year because I just believe in them so much. But It's not an unrealistic unre- uh, belief, but um, I just feel like I know them pretty well. And they aren't quite sure of what they're capable of yet. But I really hope that they can get it figured out this summer as we head into season because they're a special group for sure. There
0: you go. Uh, that'll do it here on the War Room, Brooke. Thank you for coming in. As thank always, you for you're me. wearing a Hopper Insurance shirt. Always got a rep. The- always. Oh, always on brand. Never, <laughs> never <laughs> wavers. Brooke Hopper doesn't. Uh, thank you very much for coming in. I'm your host, Sean Pry. Everybody, stay safe and get vaccinated.